At that time, Jesus declares, Are you tired? Worn out? Burned out on religion? Come to me. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. Work with me. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Hey guys, it's Jen. Welcome back to Rhythms of Grace. I'm here with Hannah. Hello, hello. And we are going to talk some more about community. But Hannah, what is your neighbor situation like? My my neighborhood? Yeah. I have a great neighborhood. I yeah. live on a dead-end street. Mm-hmm. We just bought our house this year, 2020, in the height of a pandemic. Um, and what sold us was that we have some of the best neighbors in the entire world. So here's the thing that I think about in my life. Mm-hmm. Many of you listening have heard me talk about this. They're renovating the apartment next door to me. Yes, they have been for a while. It's been a long process. There was a washing machine on the porch for just a very long time. Mm. Two two things that have come up in my life. Thing number one, I don't have a I don't have a fresh lease for my apartment, which is interesting because my landlord's not worried about it. And I'm like, hey, man, mm. this might be good at some point to have. Yeah. So wow. waiting on that. More to the point, trying to convince someone that I know to be my neighbor. Mm. It's just interesting because you think about like, am I a good neighbor? Am I good to live next door to? I'm not sure that I am. Why would you be a bad neighbor? Well, Hannah, I'm glad that you asked. <laughs> I think I'm fine in most things. Oh, like, yeah. I'm a pretty bad parker, but that's fine. Um, there's a guest space between me and their space. There's a buffer. Mm-hmm. Here's something that I do, though. I don't always think about two things, which is the times that normal people sleep. Oh, yes, because you don't. Yeah. That's right. And so, like, you know, found myself this week running my garbage disposal at one in the morning. Ah. And I thought to myself, this is not a neighborly thing that I'm doing. I should not be making this decision. Hey, I love that Holy Spirit checking you, though, that you are aware. Yeah. That you even thought about that. Did you stop? I did. Okay. But then it was like, there was like, you know, <laughs> food in my sink. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. then I was like, I got to remember to do this in the morning when it's not <laughs> Gross. very trashy to do. Gross. So there was that. And then like, sometimes I also, I might listen to 10 straight episodes of the same podcast. And I feel like... Based on my experiences from my neighbor on the other side, mm. I feel like there's enough sound transfer that it becomes clear that that's happening. Maybe your walls are thinner than For you instance, wish. They watch a lot of SVU. Oh. And my knowledge of that leads me to believe they know that there might be issues with being my neighbor because typically my podcast listening room is adjacent to the empty apartment. Sure. I mean, I'm not going to sell my neighborhood as the best neighborhood in the world because I have an 87-year-old neighbor that comes and uses her cane and cane and bangs <laughs> on my window. Sure. Sometimes just to tell me she likes the flowers at the bottom of my mailbox. It scares me when she does that. No one wants to bang on your window. I've asked her to stop multiple times. She's just lonely. But I still love her. So I'm sure the people that do eventually move in will still love you. And maybe there are hard sleepers. So here's here's the pitch listener community Mm -mm. do you need somewhere to live great location great location you see table rock every day i see table rock literally every day on a clear day 
No. You it doesn't do? even really have to be that clear. Wow. And man, the sunset hits it perfect. Mm. It's a it's a sunset view of Table Rock, mm-hmm. which is the more desirable view. Yes. I think. I've walked from downtown to your yeah. your neighborhood. Very walkable from downtown. Mm-hmm. Very walkable from Josh and Catherine Matica's home. CVS and Walgreens are close. CVS and Walgreens, nearby. <laughs> Very close to the cemetery, ah. which peaceful place to go walk. It is. The guy with his German Shepherds there like every day. Oh, Into it. Those old houses on Valdez, beautiful. Some good houses. The people across the street from me who have a TV on their porch that is not secured in any way. That's weird. I mean, you could be my neighbor and you could listen to Mm -hmm. 36 podcast episodes a day with me. We could be partners in that endeavor. Yeah, that sounds good to me. I mean, it's just something to think about. (laughs) Just, you know, throwing that out there. If you need a place to live, Jen's got you. And also, if my landlord is listening, yeah, which he is not, hey man, I'd love to have a lease. Let's update that. It'd be cool to have one because I am still paying rent. Mm. If you don't write one soon, I might paint the walls. No. My impulse control, not excellent. What color? I Neon, mean, I'm sure. Yeah. Red, bright green, maybe yellow, Yikes. maybe some of both of those things. I'm, I'm down for yellow. I don't like green, but not as no. bright as what you think. No, I'm just saying, these are things I think about. Yeah, be my neighbor. We'll have a good time. That's community, community building. And that's community. And that really does bring us right back. Just a very smooth transition there into the topic of community. Absolutely. This episode, we are going to talk specifically, because we've been talking about community. What Mm -hmm. does it look like? What does it mean? Where do we see it in life? We're going to be real specific Mm -hmm. in this one. Mm Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about, as Cormdale Church, Morganton, North Carolina, how do we put community into practice? Mm-hmm. And if that is exciting to you, if you've been listening and you're like, yes, community is something I want to pursue in my life, but what does that mean? Mm-hmm. How do I do that thing? Mm-hmm. Specifically here, now. This is the episode that you've been waiting for. Yeah. So stay listening yes please okay so hannah mm-hmm. remind us what are the core values of Cormdale, and then we'll kind of talk about them sure we have three core values that we kind of like to position ourselves under that kind of keep us grounded one of them is gracious hospitality We are a family graciously welcoming a diverse people into a loving community, celebrating God's grace together in our homes, neighborhood, and spheres of influence. And we see that played out in many different ways that we'll talk about. Another one is gospel renewal. And yes, they do all three start with G's. Because they teach you that in pastoring school. I'm just sure of it. Yeah, I think it's like day one. You can't, Alliteration. Get, you can't get your degree if yeah. you don't know how to do that. <laughs> gospel renewal. We are dedicated to the renewal of our hearts and minds by the gospel of Jesus, leading us to love and serve others, plain and simple. And then the last one is glorifying worship, which as we as Cormdale Church worships God with our entire lives, gathering as a body and beholding his glory in our region. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Should we go through those one by one? Absolutely. Cool. Gracious hospitality, a.k.a. not running your garbage disposal, 
yeah. at one in the morning. Not banging on your neighbor's window just to compliment their flowers. Your definitions may vary. <laughs> when I think about this, and, and sort of for all these values, we talk about what this looks like in the church gathered, mm-hmm. which is like picture like Sundays, Sunday Wednesdays, morning. Thursdays, whenever your community group meets, things mm-hmm. like that. And then scattered when you are not in your typical, because Quorum Deo, right? We're in the face of God all the time. But we all sort of still catch ourselves compartmentalizing like church time, not church time. You work, you have family, you have other things you have to do. So we think about that as instead gathered and scattered. Mm-hmm. So are we as Cormdale Church all together or are we still a body but in different places? Mm-hmm. Church gathered, gracious hospitality. What do we think that looks like? Well, glad you asked, Jen. <laughs> we can see ourselves devoting ourselves to one another. As a family, gathered, Jen mentioned community groups. You know, there's there's that COVID-19 still still out and about. So it definitely still looks different. Ideally, we would share meals together. And you know what? I actually am so thankful for how resilient the church has been. We have still shared meals together outside. You know, you can, you can still make that safe and available. Welcoming others as we study God's word and celebrating his grace. Yeah. I have a very specific example of this yeah. that I think helps us understand what hospitality can look like. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know me very well, I'm the weirdest eater you've ever met. Like, I, I just am. It's just a fact of our, our lives that we have. It's just like specific foods yeah. that most people are their favorite foods. Yeah. I Yeah. It's, it's atypical. <laughs> I eat in an atypical fashion. Right, right. But here's the thing. I had some friends in town recently who have known me for a very long time. We went to dinner with some Cormdeo folks. And my friend remarked afterwards, she said, they really deal with your eating stuff well oh really yeah and that just really struck me as that's that's what this should be like Mm -hmm. right because there are people who know about that in my life and there are people who don't but the people who really take that place of like this is your community Mm -hmm. like your church gathered your Mm -hmm. people who are doing community group who are who are with you on Sundays they they get to know those weird quirks about you that other people in your life don't know right and are hospitable Mm -hmm. to those things and graciously so. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and it really is this idea of, I think part of hospitality and gracious hospitality in the church gathered mm-hmm. is not just assuming that everybody is in the same place doing the same thing, but it's seeing this family does this this way and they drive this car and this is how they approach wrangling their kids on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And this is how like they're they're comfortable with this as far as how we do community group or, or where we meet for things. And you get to know those pieces of each other that you don't see on a surface level. It's kind of getting below that surface level to be like, oh, I know you. Right. Right. That really plays out in community groups. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times you bring all those kids and you bring your midweek junk sometimes. You're like, hey, I actually know what's going on in your work life. And that feels good. Or mm-hmm. I know like I know your kids names and I know what they like and I know what they think is funny. Something like that. But we actually mentioned in the very first episode, DNA groups. Discover, Nurture, Act. That's what DNA stands for. And those are small groups of typically no more than four. Like two to three men specifically meeting and women specifically meeting. And Jen and I have been in one since like last November, December. That's probably about right, yeah. I think so. Wow, a whole year. That's pretty awesome. Whew. We Oh, but we've only... 
work through two books of the Bible. Nehemiah is a long book. There is like 15 chapters, maybe 16. It's lengthy. And you know it's lengthy because Billy preached through it. Yeah, he did. Right after we were done, which I just felt like I knew the whole story. Yeah. (laughs) Because Jen and I just worked through it. And granted, we meet like every other week and life gets a little crazy. Maybe it's every three weeks. So that's also it. We're not meeting like every single week, but we open God's word. We read it. We let it sink into our souls and, and make us uncomfortable. And we confess sin with one another. We hold each other accountable. We discover his word and the nurturing side, loving one another through kind of the messiness of our lives, right? And then the acting is clearly like, Almost like an act of, of repentance is a lot of how we, we come out of it. But that is like so gracious and it needs to be, right? Mm-hmm. Speaking truth in love. And that hospitality, you know, there's different kinds of hospitality. Mm-hmm. Some of you have been in people's homes or things. I always think of one of my grandmas growing up, you don't bring like your markers to her house because <laughs> you're going to color on something. Like we all know that hospitality of you're welcome to be here. Mm. Let's all keep ourselves under control. Did she have plastic on her couches? She didn't, but it would have been in character for her to have had that. So uncomfortable. Yeah. I I don't know that I was allowed on the couches when I was little. Wow. Yeah. I'm a messy person. Well. There's that level of hospitality. Mm -hmm. But then there's this idea of really welcoming someone. And if you're welcoming me into your home, you're saying, hey, you're kind of weird. I'm familiar with that. I'm not going to pretend that's not true. Sure. But that is welcome in this space. Absolutely. Which is different than, hey, you're kind of weird. Keep it together while you're in my house. Yeah. Like, don't let that weird freak flag fly. (laughs) Yeah. Or even in that conversation. I mean, like, how are we welcoming the things we know people are having a hard time with? Yeah. How are we welcoming, hey, Hannah, you are having a baby. Yeah. How am I welcoming that and not like, Hannah, I don't want to talk about your kid. (laughs) Or, Hannah, I want to only talk about your kid, but how are we welcoming Hannah? Mm -hmm. You know, and understanding where people are coming from Mm -hmm. and who they are. I think that's important. I think so, too. So that would be gathered within our Quorum Deo body. Yes. Ways that you can dig a little deeper and, Lord willing, by his grace, feel welcomed. Yeah. And so the idea of scattered is that we... We really live in a in a diverse community here in Morganton, Burke County. Mm-hmm. Very diverse. Welcoming others into our gatherings, our homes, and lives. Sure, that means like inviting someone to church, but beautiful segue, Jen, of like inviting people into your home, into your life. And also saying like, man, I have felt so welcomed by my church. I want other people to know this welcome. Because ideally, it's, it's we've been welcomed by Christ. Mm-hmm. And that welcome is putting your keys down after a long trip and you're like, oh, I made it. Mm-hmm. I'm home. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a like a deep rest, like a deep breath. It's like we we know what that feels like and we want to offer that to other people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, my neighbor that bangs on my window, we have had her over. <laughs> we have, not recently because of COVID, and she's 87. Sure. That's like really sad. That's what this whole podcast, it's just finding those still unforced rhythms of grace still played out because Christ is still doing that within us. Mm -hmm. So like being creative, but welcoming people into your home might make you feel uncomfortable even. Could be. Right? Into your lives. And Christ did not welcome us differentially. Mm -hmm. He welcomes us. He welcomes sinners. He welcomes enemies. Mm -hmm. 
I think that's the other piece of gracious hospitality is sometimes it's easy to welcome when we've been welcomed or to be kind to people that we like. Yeah. Or to people who look like who us. Who look like us, like the same things as us. Mm-hmm. And we're not here telling you not to make friendships based on those things. Sure. Because God gives you your passions. Mm-hmm. God gives you your interests. And, and those can become a way that you interact with the world around you. Yeah. But everyone you interact with is going to feel either welcomed into your day or not. That's true. That's a weighty thing. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes I don't think about how that looks on like a day-to-day basis. For instance, I have this thing. As Hannah mentioned, I live near a Walgreens. Mm-hmm. And I go there more often than I should because it's more expensive than Food Lion. And I should go to Food Lion, <laughs> but I don't. Because Food Lion is a further drive. And I have this this thing about the Walgreens and the CVS where I try to keep them on a rotation because I do not want to be recognized. Come on. That's not a bad thing. Okay. So not necessarily. That's like my favorite thing. It's not something that I pursue for myself. There's this moment of realizing that there are times that I roll into the Walgreens and am even more than usual for myself avoiding eye contact mm. because I don't want to welcome that cashier into my day. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I want to get what you need, buy my weird gum, get out, move on with my life. I'm not saying you have to have a heart to heart with every person that you see (laughs) for the next, you know, 24 hours, but it's not a rhythm of welcoming in Mm. my life. And not only of welcoming other people, but of being welcome. It's a, it's a rhythm of, I'm going to be on my own. I'm going to do my own thing. Like our agendas are more important. Our to-do list, what we need to get done. I always think about, I have a friend who knows someone who works at that Walgreens. And I thought that's very interesting because no chance they know me. I'm in there two or three times a week Mm -hmm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. And like, what does it look like for those routines to be welcoming to, you know, when we go work out, when Mm -hmm. we. Like a, like a local restaurant or something. And they're like, oh, I know. Oh, cheers. You want to go where everybody knows your name. Yeah. But if it's like McDonald's and you're like, (laughs) yeah, I'm here every single morning. That's embarrassing. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I I get that. I get that. And that's not something that I am naturally good at pursuing. Mm. Because, I mean, there's a part of being welcoming that's knowing other people, but there's also allowing yourself to be known. Because there's something welcoming and going first and being like, well, here's me. Mm-hmm. And then that frees the other person up to see that and respond the same way. Because we've all had, we've all like opened ourselves up to that. And the other person would be like, yikes, I was not <laughs> prepared for that. You're not having a good day and I'm only going to see you for two more <laughs> seconds. Sorry, dude. Yeah. It's part of mm-hmm. the gospel mm-hmm. is sometimes you make yourself vulnerable and you get hurt. Right. And it's okay. Right. I think the the best part about that is when we think about Christ and how he can handle it too. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what he died for. Like you can tell him exactly how you're feeling. He can take it. You know, not like our world can. Yeah. And so if you end up at CVS with like unicorn house shoes on and it's like late at night, it's okay. It's totally okay welcoming that that deeper knowledge of each other both when we're gathered as the church and when we're in the community Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because those unicorn house slippers i mean you're not the only person jen that wears those yeah i'm actually not that sorry about those that was just an example that i think other people would think was weird yeah i mean i don't own any um but if you bought them for me i'd wear them yeah so i'm here for it i welcome that into my life yeah you do (laughs) 
Let's see. The other one is gospel renewal. Yeah. We are dedicated to seeing this renewal daily in our hearts, weekly in each other's hearts, wanting to see that for other people around us. And so gathered as a church body, it's Quorum Deo, you know, fostering growth in the body by the teaching that we do, the intentional leadership development that we seek out and submitting our hearts to the reign of Jesus on a weekly basis. We, I say we, but I don't do the preaching, you know, but we practice teaching line by line, verse by verse. It's not topical. That's why it took a while to get through Nehemiah, right? Yeah. And we're still in Mark. We're going to be in Mark for a while. I am unabashedly just so, such a fan of both of those books. Yeah. They really played. Yeah. They really played in your favor. A plus books. (laughs) They're good. So the way we see that is seeking deeper, deeper relationship and just that we value high teaching. Mm -hmm. We value high leadership development that's the beauty, and this is where I think about that very first episode where Leslie Nope saw something in Anne that Anne might not have seen in herself. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see something in you. I see this passion. I think you're really good at it. You want to, like, hone that in a little bit, and maybe you could lead in a certain way. Yeah, yeah. That feels good when someone yeah. sees that in you, right? Yeah, and I think the other piece of gospel renewal is renewal in our relationships, mm. renewal in our community, and I just think about how... 2020 has thrown a lot at us to to take us away from each other. There's been a lot of reasons to be afraid of, whether it's you're afraid of physically being near someone, whether it's you're afraid of, I don't want to be with that person because we're going to end up talking about politics and we're going to fight. Yeah. Or we're going to end up on opposite sides of this issue, arguing about that. And I think gospel renewal says that he himself is our peace. Jesus himself is our peace. Mm -hmm who's torn down that wall that divides us. And part of the promise of the gospel and community is that we don't have to be enemies Mm. because we disagree. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I say that as someone who's good at having enemies sometimes and good at saying, you I like, you I'm not quite sure about. Right. I don't know. And I I love that you brought up the wall of hostility because Christ tore that. Mm -hmm. He tore that right down. And even that veil that separated us from us and God. But don't you just find yourself just like building that back up brick by brick? Just like re-stitching. Like, let's just put another stitch in that that veil. Like, are you sure? Mm-hmm. And I think we do that without even thinking sometimes. And we do it in our own hearts towards other people, but even probably towards ourselves. Like, we're dedicated to gospel renewal in ourselves because we have to be renewed in ourselves in order to seek that in other people too. Would you mm-hmm. agree? I would agree. And I think sometimes community is what shows us those ugly pieces mm. of ourselves. Absolutely. So I think the other thing about it is when we are in community regularly, mm-hmm. it's going to show us things about ourselves that become a problem or that we start to see this discord, right, come out of harmony where we mm-hmm. see, ooh, that made me really angry. Why is that? Mm-hmm. Oh, that made me that made me react in a way that was not Christ-like. Mm-hmm. And community really forces us to confront things that don't always become a problem if we are just kind of going it on our own. Yeah, I completely agree. It's hard to welcome that into our lives. Sure. And to accept that. And to welcome the fact that sometimes community is going to make my life more complicated. <laughs> it's going to mean there's more I have to manage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's going to mean the dying to the version of myself that has the exact schedule I want, that has the exact, like, this is convenient for me. Right. It's hard sometimes. The same idea as family, but we're committed. Yeah. That 
takes gospel renewal, though. Yeah. Like, we are not capable of that outside of the gospel, like, knitting our hearts together and, and helping us die to self, I don't think. Yeah, it's like a renewal of mind. Like, mm-hmm. you're refreshing. Of, oh, yes, this is better. This is better for me to slow down. This is better for me. This is better for them. It's It brings God glory. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Now, scattered, when we are looking for gospel renewal, scattered into our other the other parts of our lives we seek to live quorum deo which is all of our lives should be lived in the face of god but there are just there are different avenues and you know what i mean mm-hmm. in your day-to-day life how are we welcoming in and in quorum deo what does that look like scattered within our community participating in god's will through mission to do justice show compassion and make peace here now as it is in heaven yeah i think that can be challenging sometimes because it's easier Mm. to have a gospel mindset toward people who are going to have that back at you. Mm. But there are times where I encounter something in the community where I'm just like, you know what? I hate that. Mm. I hate the way that that system has treated this person. Yes. I hate the way that these groups of people are interacting with each other. Yes. I hate it because it's wrong. It's wrong. It feels good to hate it, and it feels good to be mad about it. Justified. Mm-hmm. Sure. And it's not that we don't have that moment of this is not peace. This is not just. But I think gospel renewal is not just cursing it and walking away. Mm-hmm. Gospel renewal is saying, how do we imagine a better outcome? Mm-hmm. And I've been really challenged by this lately of sometimes our failure to love our enemies and to be more renewed by the gospel is a failure of imagination. Mm-hmm. I may not pray for someone who I'm not psyched about because it's hard for me to imagine a world where they have received the grace that I've received and shame on me for that yeah and how do we let the gospel renew even our concept of what's possible that's really good yeah and just yeah it's the idea of like righteous anger Mm -hmm. I'm not sure I've ever had righteous anger because my sinful self always sneaks in there Mm -hmm. and Billy preached a sermon a couple sermons ago where it has to be the godly sorrow Mm-hmm. Like it has to be coupled with godly grief too. And like it's not righteous towards another person mm-hmm. and putting them down. No, this goes against what God says is good mm-hmm. and what he declares. How do we seek that out in a loving Christ-like way? Right. And how do we affirm how do we affirm the image of God and the people around us and the people in our community and Call things out when they're wrong, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but then imagine something better and in full belief that the gospel can, can. renew our community. Absolutely. Like the, the gospel has that power because right. I don't always believe that it does just functionally. I think sometimes the things that make me so frustrated, I think, well, it's always been that way. This town has always been that way. It's always going to be that way. That person. Yeah. I've known them for this long. They'll never change. And we forget that, man, the gospel has renewed us. Wretched man was I. Yeah. Yeah. So like if we can, if we can even imagine the people who are building that wall of hostility back and Christ is like, no, 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 Like that work is done. They're, you're wasting your time. Your effort is in vain when doing that. Mm-hmm. There is just something greater with gospel renewal because it's appropriate. But I also think it's not just sitting and letting those systems be okay and saying like, well, it's fine. I have peace. Yeah. I'm a person of peace. But gospel renewal is not just not being in anger, but gospel renewal is working toward a a better, more Christ-like future. Mm -hmm. And so I think if we ignore those things Mm -hmm. when they're wrong or when there's something that's unjust or 
when we see something in our community that should be different, Mm -hmm. we also can't just ignore it because it's not directly inconveniencing us. Right. Right. Because, you know, when we wrote these core values a couple years ago, Micah 6 came out and that's what where it came from to do justice show compassion and make peace do justice it's it's not always easy way out Mm -hmm. it takes work and commitment and boldness to be Mm -hmm. like no I, i this is wrong here but there also is that speaking that truth and love and and guys there's the community too we may not all rub up against those same moments of sure. this is this is not the gospel way. Mm-hmm. We may not all have those same things of we need to imagine better for this. Mm-hmm. But as a community, we support each other when we see something and we, we dream as a community about how can we work together to bring all of this mm-hmm. under the authority of Christ. Like how can we work together to make our community look more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so a few ways that we have done this in Quorum Deo and that we will continue to seek out these relationships and opportunities. One is Hillcrest Elementary that is in a lower resource, lower income part of our community that we hope to be neighbors with when we are meeting regularly in Little Guatemala, the coffee shop in Morganton, North Carolina. I sub there a couple times because I love substitute teaching, but they do just have like most schools have just low resources. We have a ton of educators in our church body and we ask them, what do you think that they would need? And then we ask them what they thought we would need. And it's, it's just simple things like dry erase markers, or I think we bought them some pants, some a variety. Didn't we do that last Christmas? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just because some kids fall in the mud and need to change their clothes or maybe mm-hmm. they have accidents. And it's not just like this child doesn't have pants, but just making sure that that school has what it needs to do what it is there in that community to do and do it well. Mm -hmm. Like we want to come alongside of them, support them, and maybe fill a need for them. Yeah, I've really loved getting to know that school. Absolutely. So our third core value Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is glorifying worship. That's right. The third G. (laughs) Yes. And uh, we said that was that we worship God with our entire lives, gathering as a body and beholding his glory in our region. So what we do gathered is kind of the easy answer, worshiping corporately. That's not just through singing, though. You can worship through preaching, baptism, communion, and giving of offering, like giving our time, talent, and treasure. There are so many ways that we can worship God. It's not just singing. That is the first thing that comes to my mind when you think about glorifying worship. Mm -hmm. And I love it because everyone has a different style of worship, down to the music that they like, but also maybe you raise your hand. Maybe you sway back and forth. Maybe you dance a little. That's just do what you feel. And that is welcome at Quorum Deo for sure. And that is in itself, I think, glorifying Mm -hmm. of this idea that in our community, we don't all express worship in Mm -hmm. the exact same way. Right. And that's, I mean, that's part of what community does. But we value the way that members of our community worship. Mm -hmm. And we push each other to express worship, express thankfulness, express all of those things Mm -hmm. to God. But we also don't say, well, if you don't worship how I worship, then you're wrong. Mm -hmm. That's a hard thing in community sometimes. It's surprisingly difficult. It can be for sure. For sure. Because just because it looks different the way that you're comfortable with. Like maybe someone makes you uncomfortable. Mm Mm-hmm. But then again, I've had phases in my life where I'm like, well, they, I think, are a little holier than me because they're raising their hands. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But just putting like those on people is not fair. And it's just free to worship how you how you feel to worship. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that would be gathered, mainly on like a Sunday morning. You know, we've always thought about 
worshiping together as a community, that can be over a shared meal in a community group. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. For sure. Or in a DNA group, of course. I think we've listened to a few songs before in our DNA. Is yes. that true? We certainly have text chain songs. Yes. I think there have been a couple different times we've actually physically listened to a song. I like to think, I think we have. I do not typically sing in groups of fewer than five people. This is a general rule for myself. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, Hannah, can you sing? I can physically make that come out of my body, but don't put me in front of someone. It's not, it's not happy for you. Yeah. I can sing goofy. I can be goofy, but I'm not like real. Karaoke, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, karaoke. <laughs> I think like that almost come, kind of comes up against this then though of what does it look like when we are scattered? Mm-hmm. Because there's an element of safety sometimes in worshiping in a environment where you're expecting that. Like you're expecting, okay, we have like come here together to hear word from the Lord and respond to it. Mm-hmm. So the social expectation, I know exactly what that's going to look like. Sure. But I think scattered, like worship can look so different. Mm-hmm. And it can take a, takes me by surprise sometimes, the things that I find to be worshipful. Yeah, that kind of stirs your heart back. And this whole like beholding his glory, what a huge mega, almost hard to comprehend what that means today mm-hmm. in this real life. It definitely helps me to think about when I'm, I'm looking for his glory and not mine, where I'm looking to show his glory and not mine. It's a very humbling experience for me personally. And finding that in our community of like, of just like shadows mm-hmm. of the greater picture, the mm-hmm. grand story of God's redemption that we see in our community, even from people that don't profess Christ, art crawls, art shows, musicians, all those things are such beautiful things that God has allowed in our world. It stirs our heart listening to something that just gives you goosebumps or eating like the best burger in the entire world taste and see that the Lord is good. Like it just stirs your inner being. I mean, there's just something greater. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think sometimes about what Seamus Haney says of sometimes like hope and history rhyme. Mm. And I think sometimes what worship can look like is joining in our community in a way that makes reality rhyme with the gospel. Because there's all of these stories being told collectively in our community. Sure. And... Ultimately, like there is a story God is telling, which is the story of the gospel. Yes. And every time I think that we choose compassion, we choose justice, we choose do justly, love Mm -hmm. mercy, walk humbly, we participate in bending the moral arc of that story toward the gospel. And that in and of itself is worship because it's a response to God's renewal of our hearts. Yes. Of because I've been made new, as I walk in my community, the things that I do should rhyme with the gospel mm-hmm. and they should be the aroma of the gospel mm-hmm. to the people that are around me. Yes, yes. And and seeing that in other people around us mm-hmm. and, and affirming that. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being a part of good art and yeah. good stories and God has God has made this world and it is good. Yes, and I mean, he's made it for our delight. Mm-hmm. Like he has made it for us to enjoy. It's not just, yes, of course it's for his glory. But he's like, no, I made that burger. I made that burger for you, Hannah. Onion (laughs) rings on it and all. That's like all I want right now. And that is like a work of community. Mm -hmm. That's something we can help each other learn to see. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like if you were going to go bird watching, which I don't know why you would. But if you did. Hmm. I've wondered if I would ever enjoy that. I know that I wouldn't. I like the sounds of birds. I like neither birds nor patients. 
But if we were going to go bird watching. Sure. And we went together. We're more likely to find that bird. I don't really know the point of bird watching, but if, if finding a specific bird is the goal. Yeah. We're more likely to succeed. Together. Together. Because you might see something that looks like that bird. I might see it. But together. Together. Bird watching was a terrible metaphor because I don't know anything about it. But I think like that is what community does for our worship is Mm -hmm. in those moments where you have trouble seeing the goodness of the Lord. Mm -hmm. How do we show each other? How do we respond with each other and say, and I mean, Hannah, I know you've done this for me in hard moments in my life of look at the Holy Spirit's work in that moment. How do we, how do we worship together and, and have our lives so intertwined that we see God's work in each other and it moves us to worship. Right. Right. And I think that's why God put us together as a community. Absolutely. Because he made us in his image, which is a communal relationship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So we were never supposed to be alone. Because Mm -hmm. how easy is it for us to forget? And like the story of Coram Deo in Morganton should be that Coram Deo is good news for Morganton. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that our actions as a body are a response to the gospel renewal that's happened in our our church. Is that we would be... The aroma of that in our community. Yeah. And that it would, Lord willing, stir that in other people. Absolutely. Like, oh, man, I've never seen someone respond in that way. Yeah. Or we agree on this this lifestyle of seeking justice. And, and that reflects in, in your beliefs. Oh, wow. Or like you can come and enjoy my, my art show. You know, if it was a local artist. It's like, yes, I see this as beautiful. Yeah. Mm. Ecclesiastes, man. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Everything's a season. I made Jen memorize that. Last Dina. I think it was there's a lot in ecclesiastes 3 ecclesiastes a is a lot oh maybe you picked that on your own i, I think, think i you did were, you i think i did that. pick it on my own yep mm-hmm. oh revelation 21 is what i made you do yes. last time good stuff yeah yeah so that is our core values as quorum day that keeps us kind of grounded and guys that is a wrap mm-hmm. on the topic of community mm-hmm. hopefully you feel like you've thought about, learned about a way that you want to thread this back into your own life. Mm-hmm. Hopefully community is already a major part of the way that you're living your life, but mm-hmm. what rhythms can change for you? Where can you have grace for yourself, have grace for your neighbors, have grace for your friends? How can you incorporate this rhythm of community into those unforced rhythms of grace? Because the next topic we're going to talk about is a fun one. It is fun. Objectively fun. Community is fun, but... Community is very fun. This one might be a little bit more fun. Guys, we're going to talk about play. (laughs) And if you're like, I don't know what that means, I'm not a four-year-old. Get excited. Get excited. Play is about more than just blocks. Video games. Video games. Kids. It's more about, you don't just have to be a kid to play. Play is this idea of enjoyment mm-hmm. and delight delighting in the world that our father has made and we're not gonna give you too many spoilers none actually well you know we're gonna talk to some people about play uh-huh. we're gonna dig into what play means mm-hmm. where we see it in scripture it's gonna be fun mm-hmm. so hannah question for you what were some of your favorite games to play when you were a kid i always wanted to play house interesting but it didn't have to be like, I'm the mom, you're the dad. I'm like, no, I'm the dog today. I'm our family dog <laughs> it today. feels very Hannah. Yeah. It was so fun. Or maybe I was like that weird cousin and we were on like a road trip. Yeah. 
I really like to play house. And it wasn't always like, I really, I, I loved Barbies for yes. a long time. Like maybe. Maybe too long. Maybe too long. Like I still love very like tiny miniature things to the point where it's like, I might like dollhouses. Like, yeah. like it's a thing. People yeah. still like, it's a craft and a hobby to make doll furniture. And I'm like, I just love little tiny miniature things. So I like that. What about you? Um, different, different kinds of things. I, I was really into Beanie Babies. Yes. That was, that was my jam. I liked to play all kinds of things with the Beanie Babies. Mm-hmm. I liked to act out movies that I had watched multiple times. Angels in the Outfield and Matilda. Oh. The, uh, top contenders there. Absolutely. Those are great. I was a fort builder, too. My brother and I, we would build some forts. Good stuff. We did that as well. Yeah. You know what I did not like to play mm. when I was little? I like it fine now. Mm-hmm. But early on... Really hated to play the Nintendo. Hmm. And it was the sort of situation where my brother really wanted me to like it. And so he was always like, come play it with me because then we can like race each other. It was not fun for me. And eventually we sort of found common ground. I can roll with a video game now. Mm -hmm. Not something I enjoyed when I was little. I still can't understand how to like a controller works. But my brothers never let me play. So I feel like I didn't get an opportunity because I was... Two years and four years younger. And they're like, mm, you don't you don't know how to do sure. this. But Donkey Kong, it oh. wasn't that fun for me because I could only get past level one, but I thought I was cool. I thought See, that was okay. I grew to like it. Really what it was for me, I like the Nintendo 64 controller. That's sacrilege. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I did not like, because I am not a naturally athletic person, tag. Oh, no. Don't, don't tag me. Like, I'm not going to chase you. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. It's, this is not fun for me. Mm-hmm. So that I don't like tag. And it really ceases to be playing. It just begins to become exercise. I'm just working out as yeah. kids. Like, it's not fun. I know. I, I hear you absolutely. <laughs> so, guys, things to think about. What does play look like for you mm-hmm. as an adult? We're going to dig into that a little bit if you need help figuring yeah. that out. Because guess what? This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice. And be glad in it. Glad in it. That's right. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks again for listening to the Quorum Deo podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or our website, quorumdeonc.com. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram for a bigger picture inside the life of the church. Grace and peace be with you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ.